Welcome to Marketing Matters Podcast, Season 6, Episode 2. In Season 6, we're doing a series on the tools that we use to run our business and service our clients. So, And today, we're going to be talking about websites, which is probably a fairly key element of our business. But before I do that, we have a couple of bits of housekeeping. First of all, I have to say hello to David, my fellow podcaster. So, good morning, David. Hi there. And yeah, we're sitting in, as usual, in Gossip Gasworks on a relatively spring morning this morning. I'm feeling, certainly over the, the last two or three days, the weather, I can definitely see a hint of spring in the air. Yeah, it's which not going to last. Have you looked at the forecast? I haven't, but I'm just, I'm living in the moment. I'm living right. in the moment. Enjoy. <laughs> because, uh, yes, it's, it's nice to think that it might be on its way. But anyway... Back to the subject in hand. As a business, we always t- talk about the fact that we are not web designers, we are not web hosts, but the reality is that we... No, see- hang on, can I just stop you there? We are web designers, we are web hosts, but we see those as tools to help us drive and deliver our business rather than that's what we do. It's absolutely, we're, we are good at developing and building websites, we are good at hosting websites, and so uh, let's not underplay it, what we are not is a company that just builds websites. Well, he's just said what I was about to say, the second half of my sentence. So there we go. That's why we make such a good team, you see. I start the things and David finishes them off. But yeah, he's right. We do spend a lot of our time doing websites for for clients as as a a sort of a core of what we deliver for them. And we are pretty good at it in, in our way. And I think over the years, we have gradually sort of whittled down to using two key tools in that process of website development and management. And those are WordPress and a page builder, more latterly we've come into this one, a page template creator called Elementor. So maybe we could start off, David, by, by just sort of saying about why, why did we choose WordPress over the myriad of uh, things like you could have used, like, I don't know, Drupal or Concrete 5, or, you know, the list goes on as to Joomla. You know, there's many different website development tools over there. Why did we pick WordPress? Well, I think we, some of those others, we, at various times, we, we did try several of these, these other tools because I think fundamentally we recognize that the problem with back in the day when you're coding websites that the whole website business was just a technical issue that people had to deal with and they just it ended up being a technical problem rather than a a business requirement and we tried a few of these different website development platforms and recognized that as we said at the outset our goal is to help people build and develop their businesses our goal is not to build websites for people Mm. and sure websites are a critical element of pretty much every business these days and so we were looking for a tool where the hard technical work could be more readily handled more readily taken care of so we could focus on driving the, the business objectives and the business goals rather than it just being a technical thing and I think that we we back then we picked WordPress I think Maybe we did or didn't realize it, that it was, even then, a very significant player in the website development market. And it has only continued to grow as such. And I think rather than saying Elementor is another tool that we pick, this is the the page builder, it's just an example of how WordPress has evolved to meet the needs of of real businesses. Mm. And one of the challenges was there was still a lot of, in the early days, quite a lot of coding and what have you required to build good-looking websites. And that was a barrier to many people. And, And again, 
how these websites started slipping back into being a technical challenge rather than a business challenge. And I think Elementor is just one example. There are many, many others of how people have built add-ons and plugins, as they're called, to WordPress to address the technical challenges and make WordPress more and more a tool that can be used as a business tool. And I think that's why we we like it, because sure, it means that, that WordPress hasn't become more technical, but not in a hardcore coding sort of way. But it's as business challenges and business objectives become more complex, then the tools required to deliver on those properly inevitably become more complex, but complex in a different way. It's a more creative, more thoughtful, more business way. Mm. Um, mm. So I'm, I'm going on a bit, but I think it, it's really important and how yeah. it, it really does play to our strengths of, of this, this balance between working with clients to manage and support and build and develop a business rather than just providing a technical yeah. service. But we can do that as well. Yeah. And for me, it's that all those things are very valid. But one of the key reasons that I think WordPress works very well for us and many businesses is its longevity and the fact that we've used many platforms or a number of platforms in the past and where you come to a point where they make an update to the platform which means oh no you can't just take your you can't just take your site and update it you've got to start again and magento is a good example of that joomla has done that many sites have done this where there becomes a sort of a step to move into the the more modern software and in the i don't know 10 15 years we've been or 10 years probably we've been we're using wordpress that has never happened and we have sites that we built initially maybe five six years ago using i don't know wordpress two or three or whatever it was there that are now running the most modern but most up-to-date version of wordpress and we have never had to we've yeah we have to do technical tweaks and this and that to keep them moving forward but we've never had to sort of start again and i think that is one of the reason for wordpress and i think the reason for elementor is uh the, from the template side that is a, an, an issue for me that a lot of when you start using themes and, and the like, but those themes are notorious for because they're quite fashion led, they'll be very popular for a period and then people will move on to a completely different look and they'll stop developing theme X and start developing I think, theme I think Y. We, I think we should just, just clarify what, what you're talking about there, that, that one of the challenges with, with any website really is, is what that website is going to look like. Mm. And the fact is that bringing a, a dedicated design, graphic designer into the process of creating a website can add significantly to to the overall cost and the way many people have dealt with this over the past and something that WordPress has done is to avoid people having to go back to the the coding that I, I talked about earlier is that there are companies that have developed a whole libraries of templates for WordPress, which are, are designs that you can buy and, and build into your own WordPress site pretty quickly and pretty easily. And they are relatively inexpensive. But the problem, is, as you're, you're just alluding to there, is that, that these templates, they're designed to be sold. Mm. And if they're not selling very well, or the designer moves on to designing a new template, or that perhaps they have used some technology that doesn't work with the newer versions mm. of WordPress, that these templates get left behind and you end up with a website that you can't update, which is historically has been has been an issue. But with the development of these new page builder templates or page builder plugins, which is a different approach to being able to easily create good, mm. high quality, creative looks for your website, it has very much addressed that issue. Yeah. And I think ultimately 
what it delivers for us we have a philosophy with with clients and i think it's a good philosophy for uh, for managing websites is that ultimately the client should take ownership of that website and should be able to do as much as possible of the day-to-day management editing running of that site without having to every five minutes say oh can you just come and can you do this can you do that to the people who've developed it so they should be able to change content change pictures maybe add a new page if if they choose to if, if they, they want to, to. and I, I think to, yeah. our, our whole philosophy is one of, of collaboration <laughs> that we have clients where we are very much sitting in the background we may well host a website and, and if every now and again if they have a, a requirement they will contact us and we'll deal with it yeah. we have other clients where we are doing ongoing and regular updates and site developments as I say, on an ongoing basis. Yeah. But in, in, in all cases, it's about what is right for a particular client. Yeah. But so, so it needs to be easy to, de- to manage it for, by a non-technical user on a day-to-day basis. But equally, when someone comes along and says, but actually we want to be able to do this with it, which is quite a fundamental or significant development, we want a completely new page layout, we want to add interactive elements to the site, we want to add shops to the site, so, which takes obviously more technicality to deliver that. One of the benefits of using the WordPress Elementor combination is there is an awful lot of flexibility for us to get a bit more technical with it within that framework to deliver pretty much, I hesitate to say the word anything, but it, you know, we, we have yet to come across a scenario in the sort of sphere that we're, we're involved in where a solution can't be delivered using a combination of WordPress, some well-developed WordPress plugins, a bit of basic coding and something like Elementor. So it gives us that flexibility of allowing clients to do what they want to do with the site without having to come to us every minute when they want to, but also gives us the ability to deliver for them the additional bits and functionality in a very cost-effective and timely way when, when those things arise. So it is, a, it is a good combination in those things. And I think we've, we've talked a lot about the wonders of how good these things are, but it does come with a cost. And I think we have to acknowledge that because I think with websites, one of the questions we're always be, or one of the things people often come to us and say, oh, my website, could we make it any faster? And I think the, the concept of website speed is... It's one of those things that how fast should a website be? It needs to be fast as fast as it can be. And it needs to be fast enough that it's not an issue for the people using it. But it can, you can always make websites faster. It's a question of, is it worth it? And I think one of the things with WordPress and Elementor is they're not the most efficient, fastest method for building a website. If you wanted to build a, a super fast website, you wouldn't use WordPress and Elementor. But... The, the sort of the, in my view, the, the penalty in speed that you pay in doing that is way, way outweighed by all the other things we've just talked about. And there are also ways in which you can. Well, I, I think that it, it's quite simple that if you want to build, I mean, I think let's not dwell on this too much. A, a sort of more straightforward site built in WordPress mm. can be as fast as anything. Mm. That's, that's really not an issue. Yeah. The issue is when we know, and it's, it's a, a, a phrase that we hear a lot with clients when they come to us and say, oh, can we just do this, do that, whatever? They want to add functionality. They want to add complexity to make their site more appropriate for their business. And as that functionality and, and complexity is added, it makes the site more complicated. Yeah. It makes it more technically complicated, which put there, there are more bytes flying around the place so it makes it more challenging to maintain the speed now there are those who say that a good core coder 
can use very clean, very neat code and address the speed issue that way. Sure, that, that that's true, but you're then back into having a very technically complicated website with a very big cost of both creating and maintaining that mm. site. Whereas the approach that, that we tend to take is that a website that has more bytes flying around means it needs to be sitting on a, a faster server with a bigger processor and you just improve the specification of the server, which you can, yes, there is a cost associated with that, but I, I would argue that the, the cost associated with that, bearing in mind that you retain all the collaborability, if that's a word, and, and flexibility, is, <laughs> um, is actually still more much more cost effective than allowing your site to become a technical game yeah. where it's it's all about coding again where yeah. where it loses connection with your business yeah. and i think we should, that, you know you shouldn't get us wrong we're not talking about saying that wordpress websites are slow absolutely not it's just that you have to put a bit of effort into optimizing them to make sure they they are quick and as david said that it's important to make sure you've got a good server basis on them and also to make sure you're using tools like caching programs and making sure you're not that you they are built thoughtfully and not creating you know to make them as as, as efficient as possible so absolutely but but again that that's all just part of, part yeah, of the business part of the business objective i think just as you i i really believe a business should own their own website yeah. should engage with it should make sure it's developed, that new content is added, but that the, the technical side of it is has to be supported and, and maintained yeah. as well. And, and the fact is that rather than measuring the speed against something like a, an artificial construct like, I don't know, Google Page Speed or something, which will just look at the technicalities, I would always argue you should be looking at the stats and how people are interacting with it and whether they, you know, you're finding a lot of people deciding to leave the site because, you know, they get bored or on the other side, you know, using tools which will give you a, a real-world measure of the speed of a site and to identify which elements of the site are, are maybe slowing things down so you can do something about it. So, I mean, I think we've, we've talked enough about this now because I don't want to dwell on it. But, I think yes, we did. Um, so it is about being It's practical. about real world. It's about the real world and it's about being practical. And uh, I think we're probably just about drawing to a close, but I just think we can't, can't finish a, a podcast on websites without talking a little bit about e-commerce. And because I would say we don't, e-commerce is not something that we, we major on, but we do run, you know, we run a number of sites that have, with, with have um, e-commerce. And again, WordPress has a really good tool in uh, a plugin called WooCommerce, which is a fully featured e-commerce system that delivers a good shop that many of our clients use very successfully. And again, it's one of those things there are, if you are running a, a full-on busy e-commerce business, then I probably, there are other tools out there. I mean, another one that gets mentioned a lot is Magento. Um, I, think, I think you've got to be really careful here because... You know, one person's full-on e-commerce business mm. and another person's full-on e-commerce business are very different things. I mean, I don't, I don't off the top of my head know the total figure, but we, I bet that the e-commerce businesses that we are running are turning over for, I mean, not a huge number of clients, admittedly, but hundreds of thousands yeah. of pounds a year. Um, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if it's close to hundreds of thousands of pounds a month. Well, it's not it's not hundred quid a month. No. They're they are significant significant business. I think our experience is that most of them they not in all cases, but they are they, the e commerce side of their business is only part of their business yeah. rather than being their business. So so I think we've got to be careful not to underplay it. But also the thing 
Magento you mention, immediately there is a significant cost impact. Oh, absolutely. And I, don't get me wrong, I wasn't going to. I think it's one of those things that really for me, it's about finding the right tool for the job. And there are clients where we have clients where they've said, we want to do this e-commerce system, which was very heavily integrated with their backend ERP systems. And, and we turned around and said, we don't think WordPress and WooCommerce is right, that you should go down the, the Magento route, which is the one they were looking at. But what we did in that case is we split the, uh, because Magento is not good at the general sort of website stuff that WordPress does. So we actually split the site into two and they have the, their web shop built in Magento. Uh, and then we run separately and integrated a site, a WordPress site, doing all their marketing and news. And so I think, but then as David says, we have many clients doing tens of thousands of pounds a month on WooCommerce. So it, it is about, and that's very much our philosophy, is about saying, what's your business issue that you're trying to solve with this website and this e-commerce system. So let's find the right tools to deliver that. And and we either will work with people and their other partners uh, delivering elements that we don't do uh, and or do the bits ourselves or through our, our organization. But it's first and foremost with websites for us, as I think David said at the beginning, and maybe we'll, we'll start to draw it up now, they are a tool. And we use uh, WordPress and Elementor are the two tools that we use to deliver that tool to the best business advantage of our clients. And I think, but it's, it's focusing on what are the business benefits and what are the right tools to do that. And hopefully, as we go into the, the rest of this series, looking at things like, I can't remember what we're looking at. I know, I know it's um, accounting next and finances. But as we go through, you'll see that this theme comes through, that these, it's about looking at, say, what are the business, what are, what are we trying to achieve as a business? What's a good tool to do that? So I think that is the point, unless you've got anything else to say, David. Just, just to summarise that, as I've said it many times before, these tools, they are just a means to an end. Yeah. And it's, you need to be very careful that they don't become the end in themselves. And it's always about the business. Can't say more than that. So I shall just sign off by saying, if you want to see any more, you can find our blog posts on bsamarketing.com. You'll find us on social media, on Twitter and LinkedIn, particularly at BSA Marketing. And you will find a full sort of back catalogue of our podcasts on podcast.bsamarketing.com. So until next time, we will say goodbye and happy marketing. Bye. Bye.